Welcome to another episode of the Top Podcast, Truth Over Popularity. I'm your host, Brad Odeman Jr. The world we live in has numerous opinions of what truth is. I'm here to shine light on absolute truth regardless of its popularity. This podcast will focus on topics surrounding the Bible, how our current political climate is directly tied to Bible prophecy, along with a few other passions of mine, health, fitness, and an occasional golf conversation. If any of these topics interest you or could benefit someone you know, please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a friend or family member. I hope this podcast adds value and perspective to your life. Let's dive in. I wrestled with talking about this subject today because I understand the magnitude. I understand the climate that we're living in. I understand the culture that we're living in. And it can be difficult to want to speak on controversial topics. And I know this is one of them. But I want to title this, Will America Be Judged by God? It's no secret. You flip on the news. You read in the local newspaper. There is a lot of evil that is taking place in our world today. Our government just passed the Respect for Marriage Act. This basically signs into law anyone that wants to get married, uh, male, female, obviously, but uh, any homosexual relationship is now going to be allowed and, and, and going to be signed into law. It actually just was just a few days ago. And I want to speak to this, and I want to dive into what the Bible has to say about this because as Christians at the end of the day that's what that's where we go we go to the Bible for understanding for wisdom and for direction on how we should live our life and so before I dive into this there is going to be hope at the end of this podcast this is not all going to be doom and gloom this is going to be very direct and I want to make sure that you as the listener understand that I am speaking from a place of love and if I don't tell you the truth, then I'm not doing what the Lord called me to do and called us to do as Christians, and that is to share the gospel. And the gospel and the word of God is very direct. It is very harsh at times. Jesus said that he came to bring a sword. He didn't, came, he didn't come to bring peace. There are things that when you stand on the word of God, you are, it's going to be divisive. You are going to potentially harm some relationships. You are going to have to distance yourself from certain people, family members, friends, etc. And so know that I'm coming at this from a biblical perspective. I love everybody. I'm going to put that out there right now. I love everybody. This is not about the individual. This is about the sin that is being allowed and that is being pushed forward in our culture. So to start this, I want to play a clip. I want to play a clip from President Biden introducing this respect for marriage act. Here it is. step toward equality, toward liberty and justice 
not just for some, but for everyone, everyone, toward creating a nation where decency, dignity, and love are recognized, honored, and protected. Today, I sign the Respect for Marriage Act into law. Deciding whether to marry, who to marry, is one of the most profound decisions a person can make. And as I've said before, and some of you might remember, on a certain TV show 10 years ago, <laughs> I got in trouble. Uh, <laughs> marriage, I mean this involved my heart, marriage is a simple proposition. Who do you love? And will you be loyal to that person you love? It's not more complicated than that. And the law recognizes that everyone should have the right to answer those questions for themselves without the government interference. I'm going to stop that right there. He said something at the end there that every individual should be able to decide for themselves without the government interfering. We have stripped God out of every fabric of our culture. And we are seeing the repercussions of that now. And so I want to go straight to the Bible where we who call ourselves Christians should always go to back our beliefs, to find out what the Bible says. We should always want to know what the Bible says about everything we believe. Everything we preach, teach, and believe should align perfectly with the Scriptures. Jesus warns of people who, who turn from accurate teaching and who allow themselves to be swayed by popular people, to be swayed by culture. He warns of this. In Matthew 24, the disciples said, what, are, what is going to be the sign of your coming, Lord? What is going to be the sign of your coming? And the number one thing Jesus says to them is that beware, lest anybody deceive you. Many are going to come in my name, but not everybody is going to enter the kingdom of God. And so we need to know exactly what the Bible says. I don't care what culture has to say. I want to know exactly what the word of God says. So we go to the beginning, Genesis 2.24. What does the Bible say about marriage? Genesis 2.24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Proverbs 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. We see it's very black and white. There are many more scriptures that speak to this. You will find in the Bible that one man and one woman is a marriage, and anything outside of that is an abomination unto God. And I'm afraid that as Christians in this world of Christendom, we have slowly began to accept these acts and put it under this umbrella of, you know what, we just need to love people. We just need to love everybody. And of course we do. I agree with that one million percent. And like I said at the beginning, this is not about the individual. This is trying to steer somebody back to the truth because if they do not know the truth, and the truth is not shared with them. They're going to end up in a place that they, they do not want to go. 
And so we as Christians have to become emboldened about speaking on these topics that culture right now would try to ban you for. They would try to silence you for speaking on these things. If we truly loved people, we would tell them the truth. We, we would tell them that Jesus is coming back for a separate people, for a people unspotted by the world, the Bible says, a people who obey his word and live accordingly. If we truly loved these people, we, we would warn them of their sin and do our best to save them from themselves. I'm afraid our pulpits have become soft and we have become spreading this, this gospel that is, you know, come one, come all. And you know what? Whatever lifestyle that you're living, it's okay. You know what? Just we accept everybody. And we should accept everybody. We should want every sinner to walk through our doors of our churches. But when they walk through those doors, they should also hear the word of God without fear or favor, without worrying about if they're going to be attending your church, if your attendance is going to be boosted, if your pockets are going to be lined. And this is just raw honest. We've got to be concerned with their soul. We've got to be concerned with their soul. The scriptures go on to say in Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Jude 1.7, and don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. Folks, the word sodomy, which we obviously know what that means, male with male, originated from this town that the Lord destroyed by fire because, partially because of their immorality, their sexual sins. America has fallen a long way from our founding fathers. We have stripped God, like I mentioned at the beginning, out of every fabric of our nation, and we need him back desperately. Is America going to be destroyed? Do we deserve judgment? Absolutely we do. But there's hope. And I'm going to read you some passages at the end where we know there's hope. 2 Peter 2.6, If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Folks, this is, this is the Bible I'm reading. I'm not making this up. This isn't me saying this, but I, I'm afraid we don't like to read these scriptures. We don't like to apply these to our culture, to our circumstances, to our, to, our, to our daily lives, to people in our lives that may be living these lifestyles. It's difficult. It is. It, it's hard to have these conversations with somebody who is living this lifestyle, but I would rather share the truth of the Word of God with them and risk ruining a relationship, then knowing that they are going to live in a place forever and ever and ever, our brains can't even fathom the torment of what hell is going to be like. Hell, hell is real. It is, and I'm afraid we don't talk about it enough. Hell is real. Heaven is also real, and I want to make sure that I go there and bring as many people with me as I can. And so that's why I have these tough conversations. That's why 
this podcast is titled Truth Over Popularity because I would rather share the truth than be popular. I would rather share the truth with you and be and be banned and be silenced, but know that I'm preaching the word of God, that I am speaking about the truth of the Bible in every detail of the Bible, even if it's difficult, even if the conversations are hard. So let's move on. There is hope. There is hope today. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus has not come back for his bride just yet. So there is hope. If you have breath in your body today and you're listening to this, you have hope. You and I as Christian individuals must be willing to speak out against the wickedness that is taking place in our world. This may sound harsh, but we have to be willing to be the light and potentially be ridiculed, laughed at, and hated because of it. Matthew 10, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. John 15, 18, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. Do you guys understand that when Jesus came to this earth, he was hated? People wanted to kill him all throughout the gospel. When you read Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you dive into those, people wanted to kill Jesus because of his message. It was divisive. We like to think of Jesus as, as inclusive, and he, he accepts everybody. All you got to do is raise your hands, and, and, and he accepts you, and you can continue living whatever lifestyle that you want. Folks, that is a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie. Of course, Jesus loves everybody. He wants everybody to come unto him, but he has requirements. When he told the woman at the well, listen, go your way. But he told her this, go your way and what? And sin no more. He didn't tell her to continue in her adultery. He didn't tell her to continue in the lifestyle that she had been living. No, he said, go and sin no more. We have to be willing to talk about these topics, folks. The only way that we can be hated, as Jesus said we would be, is if we are using our voices and speaking out against these things. We need wisdom in conversation and not to be arrogant about our approach, of course. But we must love enough to share and speak out. Loving somebody is not letting them continue in their sin and just, you know, loving them where they're at. They got to know that there is a heaven and there's a hell. And there are things that the Lord detests. There are things that the Lord says are abominations unto him. And because we're talking about this marriage act today, this is, this is one of them. This is one of the main reasons Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And so I implore you, to really ask the Lord to give you a boldness to open your mouth and, and share the truth of the gospel, even if it is offensive at times. I follow people on social media that have business deals and contracts and sponsorship. I follow people on social media that have business deals, contracts, sponsorships, and money attached to their lives. And these people call themselves Christians, yet... They're silent on these topics. They're silent on controversial topics. They're silent 
they are silent on issues that may have their contracts expired or have their deals cut short because they're worried about this life. They're worried about their money, their fame, their popularity. We have to be willing to not be popular to share this gospel. There is a hope in Jesus. We have the truth. We have the truth. If you call yourself a Christian, we have the truth. You know where to find the truth. But the only way people find out that you have the truth, that I have the truth, is if we use our voice. I implore you to seek the face of God and ask for boldness. If you don't have any, ask the Lord for boldness and he will give it to you. Ask for the words to say. He will give them to you. America has become so evil, so evil. The things that we are seeing in our news is really hard to wrap your mind around. It's no secret that we are falling right in line with the one world government that we know is prophesied to come in our Bible. We also know a one world religion is prophesied in our Bible. And so that is why knowing your Bible and knowing the prophecies, knowing what is to come is critical because it will give you hope and peace through these times. I want to answer the question that I proposed at the beginning, and that was, will America be destroyed? I want to read you a passage of Scripture. Revelation chapter 12, verse 14. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, times, and half a time. We know that, that those two wings right there of a great eagle is the United States. We know this from Daniel chapter 7 when Daniel received a vision from God. And those beasts are all modern nations that are going to be on the earth at the time of the Antichrist and at the time that the Lord sets up his kingdom and comes back for his church. So we know that in Revelation chapter 12 that these two wings of the great eagle are the United States who are going to protect the woman, which is Israel, during the time that the Antichrist will come down and try to invade Israel. We are going to stand with Israel. I will dive into these prophecies at a later date because these are super critical to understand during the time that we're living. We are going to be here all throughout the tribulation. I know that's not a popular teaching. That's not a traditional teaching. That's probably what 95% of, Amer of, of Christians do not believe, but that's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible teaches. And so we see that America is going to be on the world stage and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be relevant in some, in some form, in, in some way, if we're standing with Israel and protecting Israel which is good news. Genesis 18, 20 through 26. So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I'm going to go down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. The other men turned and headed towards Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? 
Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away and not spare it for their sake? We see Abraham here pleading with the Lord, Lord, if I can just find 50 righteous people living in the city, will you spare it, please, for their sake? You think 50 people, that's amongst a big city? That's not many at all. Abraham continues, Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why would you be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, If I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for their sake. So the Lord agrees to this. We see Abraham begin to slowly dwindle the number because I believe, it doesn't tell us, but I believe that Abraham knew, I don't think there's 50 people in that city that are righteous. It's so wicked. I don't think there's 50. And Abraham goes down to 40, 20, and he finally gets to 10. And the Lord says that he would spare it for 10 righteous people. The Lord says he would spare an entire city for 10 righteous people. Folks, I believe in America. I believe in the true bona fide Christians in America. I know I have friends and family members who are true bona fide Christians who have this backbone in them that they're willing to take a stand. They're willing to stand for truth. They're willing to to continue this fight because it is a fight. We are fighting against the enemy of this world. And so I believe that there is enough people in America. This is just my opinion. But I know that we see the United States at the end before Jesus' return. We see the United States still relevant on the world stage. So I know that we're not going to be totally destroyed. And thank the Lord we're not. But us as Christians, we've got to take a stand. We've got to come against this evil We've got to stand on the Word of God. We, got to, we have to stand on the truth of the Word of God. We have to stand and we have to be able to speak the truth of the Word of God without fear or favor. This world needs a hope. This world needs a hope. And the only true hope, satisfaction, is found in Jesus. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but this just came to me. There was an individual a couple days ago. His name is Twitch. He was he was on a show uh, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Very, very popular individual. Just had his nine-year anniversary with his wife. He just posted it all over social media, and he's, he's got a family, three kids. Millions of followers on social media. And he committed suicide a couple days ago. It broke my heart to hear this. Someone who seemingly has the world by the tail, all the money, fame, family, children, all that produces happiness, right? If you leave Jesus out of the equation, if you leave your faith in the Lord out of the equation, you don't have anything. You're lost. You're empty. The only thing that will satisfy that God void in your life, because we all have one. We were designed by the master creator to have 
a void that only Jesus can fill. There's nothing wrong with chasing a career and wanting to succeed and and wanting to have money and cars and homes. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you leave Jesus out of the equation, it doesn't matter. You can take this entire world. You can take this whole world. But give me Jesus. Because if I don't have Jesus, I have nothing. This life is short. We need to make sure that the people in our lives know what we believe. We need to make sure that the people in our lives know where to come when they need hope, when they need direction, when they need truth spoken to them. The truth is not always easy to hear. It's not always easy to hear. This podcast, I didn't even want to talk about it because I know there are people that might hear this that disagree with me, but you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with the God of the universe who wrote this book, Our Only Way Out of Here. Our only hope in this life is found in the Word of God. We must know what's inside. We must be willing to adjust our lifestyles to what the Lord and to how the Lord would want us to live. I hope this podcast can give some perspective to what's going on in America. And I hope you felt where I was coming from today because I do not speak this out of hate. I don't speak this out of ill will towards an individual, towards that community. I just know if they do not grasp the truth and people that live these lifestyles do not grasp the truth, they will be forever damned. And we've got to tell them. We've got to share it. Lord, in the name above every other name, I pray that you would embolden every Christian individual on the other side of this microphone. I pray that you would give us an understanding of the times that we are living in because you are coming back for a separate church. You're coming back from a people that are unspotted from the world. Give us a boldness to share your truth. Give us a boldness to share the word without fear or favor. In the mighty name of Jesus, place your words in our mouth. Lead us to hungry hearts and hungry minds. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Top Podcast. I pray this podcast blessed and impacted your life. We would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, left a five-star review, and shared with a friend or family member so we can spread hope in a lost world. Join me next week as we discuss another topic that emphasizes truth over popularity. God bless.